Welcome to the Rockstar Creativity Podcast. My name is Scott Snow and I'm a life coach and my mission is to teach you how to unleash your creativity so you can start getting the best ideas of your life. I really believe that most people have lost the creativity and sense of wonder and play they had as children. My company offers trainings and coaching that will help you tap into that limitless creativity you used to have. Once you tap into your true creativity, you'll start seeing new opportunities in every area of your life. At the end of this episode, make sure to download your free PDF guidebook from the website rockstarcreativity.com. And this will give you strategies to help you start getting the best ideas of your life. You're meant to do great things. Let's start. Well, today's episode is called Goblin Mode, which is a term that means uh, that you don't really care what other people think. Rejecting societal expectations that are put upon us in favor of doing whatever one wants to. This reminds me of the documentary R. Crumb. Well, the documentary is is actually called Crumb, and it's about the artist Robert Crumb, R. Crumb. And I remember distinctly a point in that documentary where he says he was such a nerd in school and everybody hated him. The women hated him. He got no attention from them at all. And finally, he reached a point where he just decided to disconnect, detach from that need to be accepted by everybody. And he said that he became so creative at that point where he was just unleashed. And I think there is something to be said for that. Of course, you can't do whatever you want, you know, and say heck with everybody else. Um, but I think this is a, a nice spirit to try to um, emulate. Elon Musk is another goblin mode kind of guy. And uh, I've been listening to his audiobook by Walter Isaacson about um, Elon Musk's life. Pretty fascinated, pretty fascinating life. And I know that he used the term goblin mode right before he um, bought Twitter. And he tweeted it. I think he removed it, but he posted it on Twitter back in the day. This is just a reminder that we can all have a little bit of chaos in our daily lives and it will be okay. So yeah, I have been listening to the audiobook about Elon's life. So far in the book, I've uh, gleaned some of these phrases I want to share with you. One is demon mode. I guess that's, you know, when Elon was really going after the coding or like, you know, staying up on a bender for days on end and getting work done, which he does seem to do. With the conviction of a prophet. Love that. While other... Entrepreneurs struggled to develop a worldview. Elon Musk developed a cosmic view. Many said that he was addicted to risk, and I believe he also said that too. They mentioned the quote by Andrew Jackson, I was born for the storm, and a calm does not suit me. That's a pretty badass quote. I didn't realize that Larry Ellison, the Oracle entrepreneur, was Elon's mentor. The book said that Elon would often read for 9-10 hours a day. They'd just find him in a bookstore sitting there just reading all day long. He was so inquisitive and needed to learn. It was like a passion. He was very passionate about video games and video game design, but he knew that he wanted to make a bigger impact on the world. A lot of times he wouldn't speak about money. He said he'd either be wealthy or broke. And... uh, The great sales coach, Grant Cardone, I remember he was talking about that 
you should be using your money well. Like even if you're saving money to make a bigger investment, that you it's okay to be broke, but you're not poor. There's, he said there's a big difference between being broke and being poor. I guess being broke means you're living on a just a uh, shoestring budget so that you can save for a bigger opportunity. Whereas broke just means you're you have no hope, you have no money. Also for um, Elon, he was convinced that the banking industry was, quote, ripe for disruption. And I love that concept of disrupting an industry. This brings me back to the book that I really enjoyed, uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, which was basically saying the best way to compete is not to compete at all. Whereas everyone is in that red ocean and it's all bloody and sharks are eating each other and competition, whereas the blue ocean is clear sailing. That said that Elon often starts with a mission and then he backfills it to make it a business. And that's what makes him a force of nature. Elon is often able to pass off his vision as a mandate from heaven. He's very good at reframing problems, which is a great skill. He uh, uses a first principles thinking, where you start with the basic principles of physics and then build up from there. He uses a term called the idiot index, which is how much more costly a finished product was than the cost of its basic materials. He often had a maniacal sense of urgency, which became his operating principle. And he was relayed, he was compared to Steve Jobs in terms of uh, the reality distortion field that Steve Jobs had, where he just bended the expectations of everyone that no one expected and got bigger results. And also Elon had an iterative approach to design. So I'll continue reading that book. Next story is about a uh, Buddhist who passed away, Daseko Akita. He was the head of global Japanese Buddhism. He was the head of the global Japanese Buddhist organization called Soka Gaki. Herbie Hancock and Wayne Shorter, Tina Turner are musicians that also follow this type of uh, philosophy or religion and it helps in helping others that helps you just like in Alcoholic Anonymous that's a core principle that the more that you can help someone else that actually the art of the act of helping someone else really cures you as well and he talks about having happiness that is being true to yourself which allows you and your happiness to grow infinitely. And I believe that's a, uh, a good approach to doing that, is doing your round the world, where you create questions and do a web search, a web surfing, for all of your different roles that you have. You've defined a lot of different hats, if you've listened to the last two episodes of this podcast. And now at, at the end of this episode, you'll be challenged to write out some questions and to focus on delving into each role. 
by doing um, web surfing, but in a good way. Next story is that Rosalind Carter, first lady of Jimmy Carter, passed away. They were married for 77 years. She was one of the most influential first ladies. Her nickname was Steel Magnolia. She often sat in on top cabinet meetings. She had a fierce work ethic and uh, a drive for self-improvement. Very important part of her life was her Christian faith. And she did an awful lot to expand treatment for mental health and mental illness. So pretty ahead of her time. I was reading an article about sticky places where these are planned shared spaces designed by urban planning experts. So this is a place where people uh, bump into each other. You know, it helps combat America's loneliness epidemic. I think a lot of uh, loneliness can also be from a lack of self-development. When you don't get to know yourself and you live on that surface layer where you're not really digging in and having an inner dialogue, an inner world. So identifying these different roles can really help with that. Also, meditation can help you identify that inner world. In May of 2023, the Surgeon General Vivek Murthy said that, quote, loneliness is our other epidemic, end quote. A similar phrase I've been reading about is called the bump factor. And this was uh, in Boston, the biotech hub, Kendall Square in Boston, where a lot of uh, biotech companies and uh, bigwigs hang out. They have a lot of chance encounters. This was also something Steve Jobs felt was very important with his design for his company. People would bump into people from different areas and departments of the company that they usually wouldn't see. So they do this by design to inspire creativity and get some ideas flowing. Next story was about Bruce Buffer, who was the official announcer of the UFC Ultimate Fighting Championships. I really like the UFC. That's uh, one of my favorite sports to watch. And this guy is really serious. I was inspired by how serious this guy takes it. Like, they gave him an opportunity, and he's, like, really into it. And I love that. He's the one that says, it's time. He screams for the crowd when they go live. He's been in movies, you know, with his his character of, you know, being the announcer for fights. He's played roles in video games. When he has a big UFC event, he starts with a nice carb dinner. He does stretches. He's really into it. He color coordinates his index cards so that he can announce the fighters. He even puts a little small hole in the corner of the index card so his pinky can better grasp the card. He has a bunch of cough drops and jars of honey that he uses so his voice is fresh. He even tore an ACL while doing his job. He says that uh, the fighters are putting their lives on the line so the, you know, the more he can do to bring up the energy and the passion, uh, take it to the next level, he's happy to do that. At midnight, he decompresses with a, like a fruit plate and a red wine. He even has his own bourbon and cologne. I remember the beginning of the UFC with Hoist Gracie winning it all. And then uh, I even took some uh, jiu-jitsu classes during one summer a few years ago. And it was uh, it was hard as hell, but it was good. I would get back to that again someday. 
I'm very inspired by the fighters, the women, the men. They're just incredible what, how much they can take and the training, and uh, I just enjoy it. So my challenge for you today is to create some questions for each of your roles and so that you can do some web surfing to deepen each role. For example, maybe as a um, meditator role, you know, where's the local training center for transcendental meditation? Who are the celebrities that do TM? Um, what are some of the benefits to having a meditation routine? Who's someone that has a busy family life that is able to um, fit in two 20-minute meditation sessions a day? How do they do it? If you have a hobby, you know, that's easy to research. List two questions for each of your role and do a little web search and let me know how it went. Contact me at 774-230-3928 and check out my website, rockstarcreativity.com. On the homepage, you'll see a link for a free PDF guidebook that can really specify some of these things to help you unleash your creativity so you have more opportunities in every area of your life. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.